this episode is brought to you by my free What's Working Guide. If you want to download some tips on what is working right now in 2022 from both myself and other real-life indoor playground owners who are currently working to launch or grow their business, head to michellecaruana.com slash what's working or simply click the link in the show notes or episode description. You'll get the free tips delivered right to your inbox. Download my What's Working Guide right now. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. All right. Happy Monday, Playmakers. So in this episode, I figured we would keep it going with the cafe theme, if that's all right with you. So in this episode, I want to share two tips that I picked up while traveling down the East Coast this summer and visiting dozens of play spaces and just normal cafes along the way. One of the biggest reservations that I hear from play space owners or indoor playground owners who are nervous to install a full cafe in their space is, well, I can't afford to hire the additional staff that a cafe would require. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 55 yet, go back and listen to it because I break down this objection in painstaking detail. But today I want to share two ways with you that you can use to help dispel this fear from your mind even further. And just to recap, one point from episode 55, in case you missed it, because it was a long one. I think it was the longest episode I've had on this podcast so far. So one point I want you to recall here is we aren't running crazy high-volume coffee shops here. Chances are people are not popping in on their way to work, and they're probably not going to be on a time crunch. Maybe 2 to 3% of your total revenue will come from people just stopping in for a cafe drink, if that's something that you even allow, because some play spaces don't. When people come in and order a drink at your counter, they're probably planning on staying for a while. So even if there's a little backup at check-in or the cafe counter and it takes a barista 20 or even 30 minutes to bring the drink over, it's really never a big deal. Just make sure you let them know when they order it or you know, as they come in, just say, hey, listen, if you're looking to order a drink, this is our busy time. So just let just letting you know that it's going to take, you know, 20 or 30 minutes so that they know ahead of time when to order their drink based on when they actually want to consume it because chances are it probably takes them 20 or 25 minutes to get their kids shoes off and their coats off and their socks on and get settled in the play area before they're even able to sit down and enjoy a drink anyway. So before I get into the tips, I want to tell you a quick story that should serve as a great reminder to all of my current owners out there and my prospective owners as well. Just because a customer isn't vocal about something or doesn't leave a one-star review for the world to see does not mean that they didn't experience something that diminished their experience or cost you in sales. So when I was traveling this past spring, I'm not going to say where, I took my two kids to an indoor play space. It was probably around 2,000 square feet, so on the smaller side, and there was one person working. 
So after I got acclimated and my kids got lost in their imaginative play, it was a really cute play space, I found myself kind of gazing around. I was, you know, trying to consciously not look at my phone and do the whole mindless scroll thing. I was really trying to be present, but it's only natural to look around, right? So I was looking around, my gaze was wandering, and their cafe menu caught my eye. And every single thing on the menu sounded so good, and it was hot that day, and I could just not stop thinking about how badly I wanted to sit there with a nice iced latte in that moment. But after I looked at the menu, I looked down at the person behind the counter working, and she looked busy. There was what seemed to be a consistent stream of people coming to check in. She was cleaning. She was answering the phone. And as a former play space owner, I felt for her. So what did I do? I chose not to interrupt her and order a drink. Doing my own little math math calculation based on the menu, I would have gladly spent probably $20 on a drink and some snacks, but it would have been tough to catch her attention, and I really just felt like I would be imposing if I ordered something, or I would make her even more flustered. She clearly wasn't the owner. She was a young hourly employee, it looked like, probably a high school or college kid, so I just let it go, and I told myself I'd just stop by a drive-thru on the way home, and I did. And here's the thing, I heard several other people make similar remarks while their kids were playing, saying that the cafe menu looked great, but there was no one at the counter to take their order because at this point, the one staff member was tidying the play space itself. She wasn't at the counter. These people were saying that they didn't want to leave their kids unattended in the play area while they waited who knows how long at the counter to order and then to wait for their actual drink. And here's the thing, I didn't bring this up. I didn't email them, I didn't message them, I didn't leave a review, and I'm pretty sure nobody else did either, but this play space definitely lost out on hundreds of dollars in sales based on the conversations that I heard. So now I wanna tell you a second story about a cafe that's really close to my house that I go to all the time to work at. And if you've been to an airport in recent years, you've undoubtedly seen this as well, especially since the pandemic. But Here's how this cafe kind of works. I walk in, I choose a table, and I sit down with my laptop and everything. I pull everything out, and I simply scan the card on my table. It's a QR code, and it's just kind of, you know, held up, and it's laminated, and it has little instructions like, hey, open your phone camera, scan this QR code, the menu's going to pop up, you can order, and then you'll get an estimated wait time. So I open my phone up, I scan the QR code, and just as promised, up pops an order screen. In an easily laid out format, I can choose what I want to drink with all my little specifications and substitutions. I can choose if I want to add any food items. I can say what time I prefer my items to be ready at, or it gives me an estimated ready time based on my order. And I essentially type in where I'm sitting because it's not one of those super sophisticated systems that says what table they're at. I have to say like, oh, I'm sitting you know, under the exit sign next to the plant. But again, it's not that big. The worker usually figures it out. And I can even pay and tip right there on the screen. So after I put my order in, it's relayed to the person working. And this is not some large chain, right? It's not Panera. This is a mom and pop style cafe. The staff member gets an alert or knows to check the screen every few minutes and gets the orders out when they can. And because they set the expectation right away, like, hey, it's going to be 20 or 30 minutes once you place the order, 
it's a-okay with all of the customers. And if it's not, there's a way to order in advance on their website, which I do all the time when I'm next door at the gym. And I know that I have a time crunch and I have to pick my kids up at school or something like that. Because I know by now that they get really backed up at lunchtime. So I know that unless I want to wait, I better get my order in for the time I want it at, at least like an hour in advance. But again, this all comes down to customer uh, customer communication, right? You want to be upfront about wait times and the processes and things like that. But if somebody wanted to walk up and order at the counter, they could, but it just has all of these different options. I think that adding table blankets or signs around your play area and facility that allow people to order without approaching a staff member is absolutely genius. And I really wish that I had implemented this when I was operating. It removes so many of these obstacles that our customers are currently facing, having to leave their kids unattended to order, or in this case, I don't want to leave my laptop and all my belongings unattended to order, but let's say it's a play space. People don't want to have to leave their kids unattended to order. They don't want to have to wait for a staff member to make their drink while their kids are doing Lord knows what in the play area. And they also don't want to feel guilty about imposing on whoever is working, especially if they're looking a little bit frazzled behind the counter. So if you don't really like the idea of QR codes or you know whatever reason, there is another option. So this brings me to tip number two. Add cafe order kiosks that are close to the play area that parents can use to place cafe orders. I was recently talking about kiosks kiosks in Playmaker Society because Aluvi, one of the softwares, the point of sale softwares that I recommend to my students, has the option to have this functionality on an iPad. And my members at first were rightfully very much like, you know, I would never use a kiosk because it's really important to us to have that personal greeting when somebody comes in. But what if it didn't have to be an all or nothing scenario? What if you didn't have to go all kiosk, all technology, all the time? What if you could maintain that in-person check-in process, but increase your cafe sales and the amount of orders that your staff member can take and make by taking a portion of these orders via kiosk or an iPad? Think of how much time your staff could save if they did not have to answer tons of menu questions every single time somebody walked up to the counter. If all that information a customer needed, all the milk substitutions, all the flavor options, all the drink descriptions were right there on the screen for them. Think of how much easier it would be for them to have the order with, again, all those little details right there in black and white so that your staff member doesn't need to write it down or print it out or remember the drink from memory. So they're not like at the cafe counter thinking like, wait, was it vanilla? Was it French vanilla? Was it hazelnut? Did they say milk? Did they say 2%? Did they say coconut milk, right? How easy would it be for both your staff and your customers to have this option? And going back to leaving your kids unattended in the play area, if you want to order three, four, five different cafe items, whether you're buying it for your kids or a friend or anything like that, think of how much easier it would be to sit there with the menu if you were able to do it while you were standing in the play area without having to leave your kids and walk up to the menu and ask questions and order and pay and wait in line and then have to wait for your order to actually be ready. Again, it 
is so much easier, especially since the pandemic, to get customers on board with this, this technology. I absolutely love both the QR code idea and the kiosk idea for increasing cafe sales and reducing staff overwhelm. And now that iPhone users at least just need to um, they only need their cameras to use QR codes. I'm not really sure how it is for Android users, but now that iPhone users can implement this process just by opening their camera and holding it over the QR code, they don't need an app or a specific website or anything like that. Like I said, it's now even easier to get our customers on board because so many different places have implemented these things since the pandemic and Apple has really stepped up their QR code technology. And again, it does not have to be an all or nothing thing. If old Aunt Sharon or whoever comes in and doesn't want to use the QR code or the iPad, there's still going to be a staff member ready to take their order and help them. But just think again how much you could reduce staff overwhelm by 80% of the orders just coming in electronically. And remember, we love a multi-purpose investment here on this podcast. So this kiosk, if you choose to go the kiosk route, can also have a birthday party button, or you can allow people to view and schedule classes and events while their kids are playing to make it even easier to give your customer that next step of continuing to do business with you while they're already still in your space. The opportunities are really endless with both of these options, with QR codes and kiosks. And it's so important right now to reduce staff overwhelm and staffing needs because we all know if you're operating right now, staffing is growing increasingly difficult and more expensive in the retail sector. So your play of the day today is to figure out if your current point of sale system can do this functionality and if it can't, start doing a little research. Write down different ways that you could potentially use QR codes or kiosks and do a little cost-benefit analysis before investing in any new technology. And this has been a hot topic as of late in Playmaker Society, so if you're not a member yet, what are you waiting for? All of the information about this program and all of my other indoor playground and business programs are linked in the show notes. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode on how you can increase cafe sales and reduce staff overwhelm. I will see you right back here tomorrow with another tip.